0: One
1: two three four. You are listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with curators Daphne Vitali, Tina Pandi, Stamatis Skizakis, and Eleni Ganiti from the Contemporary Art Museum in Athens, Greece. Imst. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. One of the particularities of the collection which is very rare, I think, for contemporary art museum, is that it started from zero, it started from scratch. Mm-hmm. So the museum had this, uh, let's say, luxury, had this privilege to build from the beginning its own collection policy, mainly by the founding director of the museum, of course, this policy was built, Mrs. Anna Cafetti, which was who was in the position for, for 13 years. She, she was 14 years? 14 years, yeah, until 2014. Oh, would you like to expand 14. on this idea? It's, uh,
0: it's, it's interesting because she acquired works always with strategic notion of how this will be presented in, uh, as in the context of a permanent collection. Because the museum has a double scope in its collecting policy, as it is describing its founding law, it has to be international and national together, so it's it's an international collection, but it also has to cover the gap of equivalent institution of contemporary art in Greece, which although it has been a demand since the 60s, it was not realized until 2000. There's a generation, there are more than one generation of artists who had no, not the, did not have the possibility of being collected by a national institution, so they, there's no Construction of a canon, no idea of a, a history, of a narrative, uh, of how you know the national is connected to the international. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the moment uh, we have two, uh, 1,282 works, and uh, there is still a balance in the collection. Uh, and we are, uh, you know, working on this. I think quite successfully, mm-hmm. Although we still don't have presented the permanent collection.
2: Or also work closely with the artists, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah uh, when they are based in Athens, but also internationally but especially when we do a solo show yeah.
3: quite closely so, with then, so a piece uh, so something is almost commissioned or you're, it's taking shape you have an idea where it's going, but you're it's happening as so you when you say work with artists so I didn't when you say work with artists you're Ah. You've given them a theme sometimes. Uh,
2: no, no, no. For the thematic group shows, and we yes, we do give uh, the exhibition proposal, project, and the idea, and the framework, and the conceptual framework of the exhibition, and we work together either to find an existing work or to produce a new one also depending on the budget of the exhibition. Mm -hmm. But for the solo shows uh, we mostly concentrate on their research and their themes and Mm -hmm. we try to identify what they also want to present in this specific exhibition uh, in order to create the narrative for each uh, exhibition.
1: Mm. I would say that one of the, let's say, most significant moments of uh, the museum exhibition history was also its uh, institutional collaborat- collaboration with Documenta 14. Yes. So, in the context of this, let's say, uh, dual displacement and relocation, we presented uh, a large part of our collection in uh, Kassel at the Museum Friedericianum. Uh, as part of Documenta in an exhibition title "Adidoron". Adidoron is its Greek word that it's mostly a religious term, and it means counter gift, a counter gift, uh, a gift that's given back, and in the, in return the of another gift. Yes, mm-hmm. and the um, this was closely related with a curatorial idea that we had uh, that it had to do with the linguistic term. Mm a uh, didanio, which means the returning law. Mm. It has to do with the wandering words, the words that come back to the language where they come from.
0: There are different levels of creativity and there are limits to what can be the creative process, because it always follows the type of the exhibition and, or maybe, of course, a curatorial practice of each one, but also the aim of the exhibition, so sometimes We have to be more specific or be created within the specific context of of scientific, uh, not regulations, but the ontology. You know, we we cannot create something the way we want, although sometimes we wish we, we could. We have to stay close to what we, we believe is uh, it's right. You
3: mean you can't, well, sometimes you imagine
0: sometimes, a and the
3: artist only brings it here and you think it can go here? Yes,
0: but, uh, you know, we have to, no, no, I'm not really sure if I understand this, but uh, sometimes you have to, to maintain a balance and to maintain history. Sometimes you are uh, tempted to interpret something as something that it isn't there, but you have to stick to what it's, what's the truth and sometimes you are free and you are carried away by the artist in, in the collaboration. So it's, this is a differently; it's creative in a very different way.
3: It's interesting as you bring up sequencing and really leading the eye that relates also to, you know editing and all this and and I do think that I, I... I hadn't always thought, because we didn't always know the names of curators and now they're becoming more prominent, but I do think it is an artistic activity. If it's related to like editors or like film editing as you direct the eye, we wouldn't experience it's a story it's as you go to a museum. It, exactly. it, is, it, is, it
0: is a storytelling, but it's, uh, it's not a fairy tale.
3: Yes. <laughs> no, but it is. If you put things in a different sequence, it completely changes our experience mm-hmm. of it. And, yes. um, mm.
1: and also, I think, I'm. And going back to this notion of nomadic, I think this uh, nomadic structure mm-hmm. uh, of the museum allows us to to think the collection not uh, as a very fixed uh, structure, mm-hmm. as a very fixed entity. So uh, I think it helped us a lot to consider the collection as a more discursive, let's say, platform with different
4: kind of possibilities. It, yeah. Maybe it was used in a way as a tank from which you could um, draw and create different yes. exhibitions and see different correlations.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So the, the collection is a set of reference that can be reinterpreted uh, each time a selection of it uh, was presented. And so that this, uh,
2: of this exhibition series somehow. No?
1: Yes, yes, but it's very close yes. to how we worked uh, as curators uh, during this last decade. Mm-hmm. It a lot of curatorial work, which also it's...
0: It also allows also... us to see, sorry Daphne, uh, the, the, the museum uh, as a f- constant flux and not as a uh, like a closed uh, or a very structured institution because it changed internally very often or even the idea of the museum changes and it's contested uh, mm-hmm. from within.
3: Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering in your own lives how did you Come to art. What were your first exposures and why did you choose to uh, devote your life to it? I
4: dunno, I didn't have any exposure to art when I was young. <laughs> Just the average. Going to museum visits with a school which was mm. boring. Mm. And that was what really made me want to work not mainly with art but with museums. Okay. Because I always... Make it not boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting for me but I was thinking, it's so boring, and uh, why does everybody else doesn't care about going to the museums? Uh-huh. And that was my initial, initial thinking. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I initially wanted to be an archaeologist, that's uh-huh. why I studied you know, history and archaeology, which in Greece It's the, uh-huh. the only uh, way to go to art history. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not anymore. Yes, yes. Okay. yes, in my in <laughs> in years. My mm-hmm. years Studying, uh-huh. and uh, that's when I first uh, really came in contact with art and art history, and uh-huh. I decided that it's something that I would like to learn more about. That's how I ended up working with art and art history. Yeah.
3: Because it's kind of limitless, you can always find something new, and yeah, yes, yeah.
4: Well, in a way, yes. Yeah. I think it was the
2: opposite, there was too much exposure. <laughs> you have artists in your family, or people yeah. yeah. In a way, yeah. uh, and uh, so somehow I was very much exposed to history and history of art and archaeology, and uh, both in Greece and in Italy because I'm Italian. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, and I was uh, somehow it became it came up kind of, kind of through, through this experience I had over the years. But I think if personal, like when I realized that I wanted to work with contemporary art is when I saw a a Cunelli's exhibition when I was 14 years old (laughs) in Athens. (laughs) Uh, And then I realized that there's something interesting in this kind of, which is not exactly what we have seen until Mm. now. Because, as we said before, there was not any museum of contemporary art in Athens and in Greece in general, so the, only, the, the first museum was, and uh, the same year the one in Thessaloniki, the Museum of Contemporary, there, the State Museum. So, yeah, <laughs> somehow it became it came through the years.
1: We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.